Welcome to the Art Life Plan podcast, where we're all about art, creativity, and living your best life. Through stories, insights, and shared experiences, we'll discuss practical approaches to build a creative life for ourselves and our art practices. All right, let's just jump into it. Good, hello, and welcome to Art Life Plan podcast. And in this episode, we are going to chat about how to develop your own unique art style. Now, the search for developing and honing your own artistic style is actually just an inherent process for every artist in the art industry, albeit one of the tricky ones. It tells a personal journey into your inner ideas, your feelings, your life experiences, all manifest via your creativity. The process of developing your own art style extends beyond just creating visually appealing pieces to forming a distinctive voice that connects with your audience and differentiates you throughout the larger art community. And this is one of those things when I was uh, in school, I don't want to say I got yelled at, but I got yelled at a lot uh, for, you know, what's your voice? What's your voice? What are you trying to say? And 18 year old me had no idea what they were talking about. Uh, because this self-discovery journey is a multi-dimensional activity in which your work is going to become a mirror of your uniqueness. And I think in those early days, you're just trying to figure out who you are, uh, not just as an artist, but as a person. And it does develop over the years. Uh, it's going to go beyond those aesthetic choices to include the narrative, the emotional resonance that's buried within your creations. By developing a distinct artistic style, you can carve out a niche in the art world, communicating not only visually, but also via the specific nature of your artistic voice. So how do we do this? First off, let's embrace those influences. Influences are the various elements that contribute to your palette and your you know, visual exploration. They represent the footsteps in your history, the echoes of your past movements, and the voices of contemporary artists. To embrace your influences is to learn from these sources, delving into these works of the masters and understanding different artistic movements, and letting the history of art influence your creative style. In my drawing classes, I usually have the drawing with the great masters there for a reason, so we can sort of not only get comfortable with their work and be able to recognize it, but to be able to dissect how they work uh, to see how it could be, in a sense, maybe a tool used within your own work. Artists also participate in an influence process that transforms the inspiration that they draw from their own distinctive artistic expression. So by embracing these inspirations, this is an active investigation in which the inspiration intertwines with your creativity. And it's going to also help represent both the effect of artistic uh, previous artists and your own distinctive voice. It's just a nice way to, you know, pay homage to those who came before you by seeing how you can take what they were doing and push it to that next level. And by take it, you know, I mean, like maybe a brush style or a color palette, etc. you know, or a theme that might be emerging. And then how do you use your voice for this? And I just want to point out that embracing inspiration does not imply copying others. That's a no, no. 
in your own sketchbook, if you're working off of someone's as a reference, that's different. It's for you. Only you are going to see it. But where it becomes a no-no in particular is if you're like, oh, I did this and I'm going to sell it. Uh, please don't do that. <laughs> Rather, it means just engaging in a dialogue with the artist who came before you or as someone that you are inspired by. You know, research their techniques, motifs, beliefs, and then incorporate that which is going to resonate with you into your own practice. This method connects the lessons of the past with the innovations of the present. And this isn't also restricted to visual art. Uh, you can originate from literature, music, philosophy, everyday life. Uh, that used to be an old slogan of mine uh, for one of my art businesses. It's just the art of the everyday. You know, how does this impact you as a creator? Uh, the colors can be, you know, inspired by a passage in a book, um, your brushes from a musical beat or the cadence of it. Uh, you could also be investigating philosophical ideas and then that ends up in your artwork. Uh, accepting these influences, accepting the inspiration can take many forms and you can also enjoy the diversity of creativity around you. Uh, in grad school, I listened to a lot of, I'll say the Lilith Fair era, the Tori Amos, Sarah McLaughlin era, and a lot of not just the music sort of wove itself into the work, but also uh, the words themselves. I, I'm very sort of creatively motivated by words and I found that to be super impactful in the early days when I was still trying to figure out uh, my own unique style and voice. Uh, spoiler alert, we always will be and this is something that shifts and evolves all the time. The key is shifting from admiration to assimilation. It's not about imitating others work but it's about capturing the core of what captivates you and to make it your own. So this method is combining your personal experiences, your feelings and perspectives with the artistic inspirations that influenced your creative mind. All right, so how do we actually find our voice? Your personal artistic style is going to reflect who you are. Uh, it's going to be shaped by your experiences, your emotions, and your opinions. You could consider your life story, the effect of your cultural heritage, and the topics that have a strong resonance with you. This reflection lays the groundwork for identifying and honing your artistic voice. So consider the following questions. What stories do you want to tell in your art? What feelings do you want to elicit in your audience? These questions serve as guideposts. So, you know, leading you, they're going to lead you to the heart of your artistic identity. Your artistic voice extends beyond the technical complexities of your craft to encompass the storylines and emotions you consciously wish to communicate with your viewer and your audience. Consider your work to be a vehicle for expressing your unique experiences and opinions. Your voice develops not simply from your brush strokes or the lines in your composition, but also from the deliberate decisions you make about the stories you want to tell and the emotional landscapes that you want to create. Authenticity is actually essential in this pursuit. Allow your artistic voice to be an authentic expression of your inner self. By matching your creative decisions with your own narrative, you're going to instill truth in your art, which will resonate honestly with both you and your audience. And remember, like I said earlier, finding your voice is a continual process and it is going to shift and evolve and change throughout the years. It's a never ending process of self-discovery and refining as you grow and encounter new aspects of life. Accepting the mobility of your artistic voice and enable it to expand and adapt as your experience in life change. 
Also, remember, your artistic voice is uniquely yours. It's a distinct reflection of your individuality, and it's also a tribute to the stories that you choose to tell from the world. Understanding the storylines and feelings you want to transmit strengthens the foundation of your distinct artistic style, and it's going to result in a resonant and distinctive voice in your artistic expression. One of the keys is to develop a consistent technique. Uh, by developing a consistent method, it's going to be essential for establishing a solid foundation for your artistic individuality. If you have me in class, <laughs> you always hear me in my feedback say, explore and experiment. And there's a reason for that because experimentation is so important in your process. Uh, but so is developing that, you know, distinct signature that distinguishes your work. Consistency does not suggest stagnation. It just denotes a continual process of honing your talents and improving your art. So whether you're fascinated with, you know, mastering the subtlety of brushstrokes or get into the complexities of computer rendering or even exploring the potential of uncommon materials, your technical skill is going to be the foundation for your distinct style. The purposeful selection of tools the polishing of certain methodologies and the development of a skill set are what set your work apart in this cluttered world of artistic expression. Creating a consistent technique is more than just a mastery of those technical components. It's a deliberate decision to carve out a distinct artistic identity. Your trademark style evolves into a visual language that you can use to communicate with your audience. The brush strokes, the color palettes, the line work, the method of manipulating your media creates this sort of trademark vibe. It's a distinguishing element that supports your artistic identity. Technique consistency not only improves the professional quality of your artwork, but it's also going to act as a unifying thread that connects your body of work. It offers a sense of cohesion and uniformity, and it's going to let others be able to extinguish your art from others. Your technique develops the sort of unique fingerprint that's going to allow others to be able to distinguish your art. Developing a consistent technique is, just like we've been saying, an evolutionary process. It necessitates a dedication to lifelong learning and progress. Your method becomes more refined as you improve your talents, and it's going to adjust to your expanding artistic vision. Again, all of this over time. And I think we're always in such a rush to get to the end goal of whatever it is we're working on that sometimes it's these slower things uh, that become a bit maddening because we want to get there before we get there. This adaptability, though, is going to guarantee that your style remains dynamic and it's going to be able to incorporate new influences and ideas while maintaining its essential personality, that you of the Eunice. A steady method also serves as your artistic anchor. It's going to establish your work in a recognizable and professional context. Uh, it's going to offer a visual language that speaks volumes and it's going to allow you to be able to visually explore your artistic personality. So while you delve into the technical components of your profession, keep in mind that your chosen skills are more than just tools. They are that which represents the foundation of your artistic path that you are creating. So let's dig into that experimentation a little bit more and allow yourself that freedom to experiment, explore freely. Artistry is a raw expression of our experience as humans. It's got that direct link between you and the media you pick. To fully discover your individual artistic style, embrace the exhilarating adventure of experimentation. And I know I already said this, but explore and experiment. And I, I might as well admit, 
you know, get all of you sick of hearing me say that as well as my students, but explore and experiment. It's so key to finding who you are as a creator. It's not a straight path. It's more of a meandering, winding road um, that you take many detours on. I have been you know, working since forever, it feels like, but um, I'll just say since grad school. So since grad school, my style and my, you know, so-called voice has shifted and evolved in so many different ways. Um, And I think the reason for that is that I am always so open to just experimenting, whether that be with materials or subject matters or, you know, substrates. Uh, Oh, this paper looks interesting. Let's try that. Um, So it can be making that sort of scattered feeling. But uh, I think those strange detours tend to loop back into whatever it is that you're working for. And this freedom to explore is going to become a portal to your own self-discovery. And this is a place where the usual constraints of your norms for art are abandoned. It's going to encourage you to be fearless, to explore unexplored territory where mistakes aren't defeats, but rather stepping stones to your own revelations. Um, Mistakes... And I'm going to say, you know, put it in air quotes, failing. Um, I love those when I'm working because there's some nugget of truth or something in that is going to come about into a future series. So there is no such thing in art as far as I'm concerned as a failure. It's just setting the groundwork for your next exploration. And this, you know, liberation in a sense, frees you from those confines of the preset expectation. And it's going to foster an environment in which your creativity can thrive organically. It's, you know, perfection can be good and bad. And I think there's a time and a place for it. But where it can be a bit on the eh side is when it stops the ability to be able to fail and explore those sort of failures within, you know, a new material or uh, a new colorway or what have you. Um, I, I love to be able to just see where something that didn't work can be brought into future work. And this experimentation is going to allow you to explore a wide range of mediums, styles, themes. If one thing is working and something else isn't, um, explore with that more. You know, what? why isn't that working? Uh, it's the risk of, say, trying watercolors when you're used to oils, or if you're into sculpting and you want to try different materials, or abstract themes when you're used to realism. This, the lore of exploration rests in the ability to unearth, you know, hidden passions that may have lain dormant in you, or it's going to spark that aha moment. And I know we all love that aha moment, and I love seeing it in the classroom when all of a sudden everything clicks into place. Uh, This independence pushes people to break their own rules and you can push past your comfort zones and it's going to allow your creativity free from the constraints of conventional conceptions. If you are known for your precise strokes, maybe you could surprise others by, you know, loose, expressive lines. If you're a digital artist, you might find refuge in the tactile realm of conventional mediums. Uh, in my design classes, I love to bring what I call analog in. So analog and di- digital, how the how do they work within a piece? What if you use ink as your laddering, scan it, and then bring it in and work digitally? Uh, these explorations are going to allow you to uncover the nuances of your preferences, and it's going to gradually carve out the distinctive facets of your artistic identity. And experimentation isn't just about the outcome. It's also about that process. And I think we do love the process of whatever it is that we're creating. 
Uh, it entails us, you know, to embrace the unknown. Uh, what's the unpredictability of whatever artistic, you know, material it is that we're working on in that moment. Uh, our brush strokes, our line work, uh, bursts of color, sculptive form. This is all going to contribute to your path of self-discovery. Uh, in my design classes, I always have people make Pinterest boards uh, of design elements that they like so that they can call forth later. It's like building uh, a digital archive in your head that you can reference later. And then the same thing when we're experimenting with our materials, you know, instead of these things being the setback, whenever you're working, you know, mistakes are going to be those crucial ingredients in the mixture of your own development. And it's going to add to that digital archive, so to speak, so that we can call that forth later down the line when we're working on another project. The ability to experiment also allows you to question societal norms and expectation. It's going to promote challenging established paradigms, and it's also going to allow you to investigate alternative narratives. Uh, this rebellion against conformity creates an environment in which your artistic expression may be a strong tool for social criticism, a catalyst for change that extends beyond your canvas. Um, you know, we talk about finding your artistic voice, your artistic style. Um, our voice can become amplified uh, in this arena. The experimental process, it's continual. It's going to happen forever and ever and ever, uh, or at least hopefully so. Uh, your desire to explore evolves as you go through life. So what once was deemed as avant-garde may become really normal. You know, it's going to prompt you to venture deeper into the unexplored territory. The never-ending cycle of discovery and rediscovery hopefully will fuel your creative zeal and it's going to ensure that your particular style remains dynamic and ever-changing. Experimenting freely entails engaging in unrestricted discovery in which creativity has limitless potential. It entails connecting with the raw, unedited essence of your artistic expression and it's going to allow it to lead you to previously unknown worlds of your mind. In the process of experimenting, you play both the creator and the canvas. Your objective is to, you know, combine colors, more forms, entwine thoughts in order to create a work of art that is unique to you and your journey. All right, so some action items, and I'm going to put this in um, the notes also so you have it. So how do you exactly, you know, find your creative voice? You know, how do you find your style? Um, and here are just some ideas for you to get a jump start into this. Uh, you could select some artworks from artists you admire and attempt to replicate their style. Uh, and this exercise is going to help you understand different techniques and approaches to working on your materials. Once you've imitated a few pieces, you can start incorporating some of those elements into your own style. And you can gradually transition what you've learned from those, I'll put in air quote, great masters, uh, into a more personalized interpretation. Uh, this harkens back to what I was saying, like in my drawing class, when I have you in your sketchbooks and each week you choose a great masters to replicate. A lot of that is just to see again, how do you understand their techniques and approaches to the compositions that they were working on. Another good one is visual journaling. You can just keep a visual journal where you document your daily observations, thoughts, emotions through quick sketches or doodles. And over time, you're going to see that some patterns may emerge. And it's going to provide insights into your recurring themes or elements that resonate with you. And these observations can actually help contribute to the development of your own unique style. One of my favorites, material exploration. A lot of my work does revolve around this. So of course, I'm going to talk about this. 
so you can experiment with various art materials and mediums and test how different tools look and how surfaces affect your work. Take note of the materials and that are going to feel the most comfortable or inspiring to you. Uh, your preference for certain mediums can become a distinctive characteristic of your style. Another one of my favorites, the limitation challenge. Uh, I think sometimes we're more creative whenever we have limitations. And that's why if you went to art school, um, there was a high chance that you flourished there because you were set limitations within every project and you had to work within that. And then when you were set forth on your own and someone wasn't giving you those limitations uh, and you have to make up in air quotes, your own stuff, <laughs> your own assignment, so to speak, it can be tricky because we're used to those limitations being set by others. So in this case, let's set specific limitations for a series of artworks. So maybe, you know, a restricted color palette, a particular theme, uh, a limited time frame. Uh, sizes, etc. Constraints can stimulate creativity and can encourage you to find unique solutions. It's going to also help push you out of your comfort zone and it's also going to potentially unveil new aspects to your style. So let's say it was the limited time frame. Uh, just like when you were in a figure drawing class, you had, you know, 10 seconds, 30 seconds, 60 seconds. Uh, each of those pushed your marks and line works in different ways. So that aspect might be something that sort of finds its way into your current work. Uh, another interesting one is personal symbolism. And I work a lot with symbols and icons in my work. So I always find, you know, the concept of symbolism interesting. So identify symbols, motifs or themes that's going to hold potential, you know, personal significance to you. These can be drawn from your experiences, cultural background, or emotions. Incorporate these symbols consistently in your artwork, and this is going to help you create a visual language that reflects your individual narrative. Another great way to help find your style and your voice is to create a series. Uh, by developing a series of artwork, you know, you can... Instead of just working on one and then another and another, you can have a couple going at one time and this may help you um, see the broader picture instead of insular. So develop a series of artworks around a central theme or a concept. And this is going to allow you to explore a subject more in depth and it's also going to provide a cohesiveness to your body of work. Consistency within this series is going to highlight recurring elements and it could contribute to the recognition of your own artistic style. And, you know, at minimum, it's going to be a big proponent for that experiment and explore concept. Uh, so you're going to be able to uh, be a little bit more free with this because let's say you have six canvases that are 10 by 10 in a row. Now you have six to deal with instead of just one. And of course, our favorite feedback and reflection. Um, it's nice to have a few people that you're comfortable with that you can share work, ask questions, get their insight on. Um, so if you share your work with your peers or mentors or some online art communities, it can be a really good way to see your work in many people's eyes. Uh, constructive feedback is going to provide for you, you know, really valuable insights into how your art style is perceived. And it also can add to those aha moments. So someone might say something that you hadn't thought about and it unlocks something that might push your work to that next level. Uh, the big thing about getting feedback, of course, is just taking the time to reflect on the feedback. Uh, and identify aspects that align with your intentions or those that don't, of course. And this process can help you refine and clarify your unique approach. So finding your voice and style is 
a long process. Um, some people do, of course, click into it right away. But if it's taking you a while, don't worry about it. You know, it's all about exploring you, your work, and your voice in a visual way. that wraps up another episode of art life plan i hope you've gotten some nuggets of info to take to your studio for the week and as ever let us continue the conversation on socials where we can chat about maybe how you found or are finding your creative voice have a great rest of your week and i'll see you the next time